Hi, it's the Milkman, John Milky. You can catch me weekday mornings at 9 a.m. on BlastTheRadio.com. Now, let me just say this about that. I, I, I guess with that, we're on the air? I, <laughs> I See, I'm throwing myself off. I timed it out perfectly this morning. What the heck? Wait a minute, am I off to a good start? I'm never off to a good start. Especially after yesterday. Well, yesterday was yesterday. That's in the past now. Uh, so, oh, starting things off. There's there's Holly trying to distract me. Purr. Oh, yeah? Woof. Take that. Good morning to you, Julie. Good morning to everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is a little thing um, that I like to start the day with called, let me just say this about that. And by me, I mean you and me. Just a, a chance to opine on some of the stuff going on in the world around us. Um, so yeah, with that said, a couple of subjects that I want to get to. First off, um, you ever just fall asleep with the TV on like big bang theory? I can watch that show all day, all night. And I do friends. So I've got the comedy network on a lot and then I'll fall asleep and I wake up. And the thing that wakes me up all the time is corner gas is on and look i i understand how many awards it's won i i understand it's got a following but i don't get it it's not just me right it's not just me okay and I was thinking to myself this morning as I'm like, where, where, where's the remote? Because <laughs> I need to turn this off. Can never find the remote, right? Oh God, where is the remote? I'm just, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly, Lisa. Now it's animated. I don't get it. I don't get it. Don't like the show, but that's just me to each their own. And just as I'm thinking, this has got to be the worst thing on TV. Along comes just for laugh gags. Oh. No, maybe that's the worst thing on TV. So that's one of the conversation starters I've got for you today. Chime in on that, would you? Facebook.com slash Milkman Show. Whatever platform you're watching this on right now, you can certainly post your comments. We can get them up on the screen. You can call in as well. I know. Remember when you were a teenager and how you had to wait your turn in your house to be able to have some phone time? And then you would pull the phone off the wall with the long extension cord into your room and you would talk for hours with your friends? Uh, Why don't we do that anymore? Anyway, our number here is 613-604-6464. Yes, I'm trying to guilt you into calling the show. So there, 613-604-6464. You could text me if you prefer as well. uh, Or milky, M-I-L-K-Y, at blasttheradio.com. Also... What is Canadian content as it pertains to music? In your opinion, what is Canadian content? What's the point of it? Define Canadian content for me, would you? As it pertains to radio. And there's a reason I'm asking this. We'll get to that in a little bit. But what is Canadian content? In your opinion, what should it be? Uh, So we'll get to that. Uh, I also want to talk about Meta, the Alec Baldwin situation. I got some some honest questions about that. Uh, Red Blacks, 
They're out of the playoffs, but they're playing tonight. First game without Mich- uh, Michel Jardin, the only general manager the team's ever had. They played tonight against Calgary. Uh, and also story that um, kind of makes me laugh. I think I, I, I may even win over the, the anti-vaxxers with my take on this. But the police department, who do not have to be vaccinated, have arrested a paramedic who does have to be vaccinated because this paramedic had fake vaccine records. Just, just follow the bouncing ball on that one. <laughs> Some of the conversations I've got uh, in store for us today. Let me just say this about that. Good morning. Our friend Finn is here. It's Finn's Friday forecast. Whoops. Well, that's not working on there. That's not working on... Okay, that's... Okay, we'll get that. Uh, da, 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 da. Finn's Friday forecast. I can make it happen right here for us. Here we go. Hi, I'm Finn, and you're listening to Finn's Friday forecast. Hey, John, guess what? What, buddy? I went to the dentist twice this week. Twice? Tuesday, when I went for my checkup, I had a wiggly tooth. Ooh. And the dentist offered to pull it out. <laughs> okay, let's do it, I no. said. I think my father regretted that. Seeing the bill, he said he could have done that for free with a pair of pliers. But pulling the tooth made the dentist so tired, I had to come back on Wednesday to have a (laughs) cavity filled. My dad says now he's a week behind with the mortgage payments. I have no clue what that means. I do. But let's pull out the forecast and fill you in on this weekend's weather. Well done, Finn. See what I did there? I did. Today is a nice day, mainly sunny, and a high of 12 degrees. Cool. At night, a low of 5 degrees, which feels like plus 1. Saturday is a wet day. Boom. All day and night, light rain. Not much, but enough to stay inside. Mm. A high of 8 degrees, and that same temperature continues all through the night. I hope my mom isn't listening. Because she wanted to do a bonfire Saturday night. Sunday starts out with that same light rain, but around noon, the rain should stop and the temperature creeps up to 12 degrees. I'll take 12. We shouldn't get more rain, so during the trick or treating, we should be good. Oh. At night, the temperature drops to 6 degrees. From the unceded territory of the Algonquin Nation in Kempville, Ontario, this was your spooky BTR weatherman Finn, only on BlasterRadio.com. Back to you, John. Boo! Oh! <laughs> he normally says, see ya! And I'm just, I'm just, you know, casually paying attention. The boo got me. Well done. And good luck with the tooth thing, too. Oh, man. Three degrees right now here in the nation's capital. Thanks for tuning in wherever you're tuning in from and wherever and however you're tuning in from. We are live on Facebook, uh, both my personal stream and the Blast the Radio page. We are on Twitter. We are on Twitch. And we are on YouTube as well. I should mention... Let me just say this about that is brought to you by Hometown Sports Grill on Bank Street, who next week are offering up a pair of 200-level tickets to see the Sens taken on the Islanders. They're even throwing in a $50 Hometown Sports Grill gift card. 
Nice. So your chance to win that coming up next week here on the show. Um, all right. Let me see. As for the paramedic, yeah, uh, uh, Tara's got a good take on that. Um, you know, she gets the irony of it, but faking papers is faking papers. And that, you're absolutely right. But the irony of it, it, it just, you know, it's like, it's one of those things you got to stand back and just sort of go, oh, this, this, is, this is where we are, huh? This is where we are. Non-vaccinated police, well, I'm not saying they're not vaccinated, but they don't have to be vaccinated, are now in charge of arresting people for not being properly vaccinated. Well, okay, you fake papers, you fake government documents, that's arrest-worthy. But the, so your feelings on that, you're more than welcome to post those. Get the comments up on the screen, of course. Um, you can call, again, 613-604-6464. How do you fake a vaccination record? That's not just right. Um, well, <laughs> see, this was the concern. I think now that we're getting into the government-issued QR codes, I think it becomes a little bit more difficult. Um, but with just the paper documentation, I mean, it is real easy. It's really easy to pull any vaccination certificate up as a PDF and you just literally white out the name and the birth dates that are on there and find the same font and fill in your own personal information. So if somebody's just looking at the document, yep, that looks authentic. The QR code makes it a lot more difficult to fudge. But there you go. Uh, wow. Our friend in Texas says her sister did that and called, and, and, and she called her work and told them. Wow. Wow. You told, tell it on your family. Ooh. Ooh. That's, wow. I, I don't envy that. Yeah, I, I don't know what I would do in that situation. I, I got to be honest. I hadn't even given that any consideration. But I guess this is just the first of many, many stories of this type that we're going to see uh, in the next little while. So, yes, non the Ottawa Police Department. And by the way, different police departments in the province, some do have to be fully vaccinated, some don't. For whatever reason, they voted in Ottawa. Nope. Nope. But if you don't want to be double vaccinated, no problem. You've got to take a, a PCR test or some rapid test every couple of days, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right. Worst TV shows. Again, I, I, I fell asleep in front of the TV, as I do a lot, um, happily in front of, I think, Big Bang Theory last night. And the thing that wakes me up every time is corner gas. Like 20 episodes of Big Bang Theory or Friends could come on and it won't even phase me. But the minute the corner gas theme, and I couldn't even tell you what the theme, it just, it wakes me up. I don't like it. I've, I've, watched, <laughs> I, I've sat there in a stunned daze trying to find the remote to change the channel. I don't know how many times. So I've certainly seen plenty of corner gas. I just, I don't get, I don't get the show. And I was thinking to myself this morning as I was sitting there staring at it, this has got to be the worst show on TV. And then, like I said, along came Just for Laughs gags, which, no, that's that's even worse. So some of the suggestions, Sam says the masked singer says that's absurd. <laughs> I've had this conversation, by the way, with my buddy Andre, who loves the masked singer, loves the masked singer. I don't get it. It's singing mascots. Maybe it's because I was a mascot for the Rough Riders for a couple of seasons, and you're not supposed to make any so any sound at all. 
By the way, if you want to join the show via video link, I've just posted that in the comments. Click on that, and you'll be in the waiting room. We'll let you on. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, there's nothing compelling about The Masked Singer at all for me. At all. It's a glorified Muppets show <laughs> without without the great writing that the Muppets had. So, <laughs> how's that for a summary? Uh, Marianne says The Bachelor. Yeah. Bachelor for me, it's it's one of those it's one of those shows that the the first time they did it, that was interesting. But we're like, what are we like, 30, 40, you know, seasons into this? No, it's tired. I was saying this about um, the voice the other day. Um, I love the voice. And I, and I love getting that behind-the-scenes look at some of the artists. And, and you realize just how brilliant a lot of them are. And, and how, you know, it's, it's no secret. I mean, it's, it's no, it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody how they got to where they are. But my problem with The Voice now, after season 5,297,600, whatever, what's, what's the point of The Voice? What's, what's the objective? What, what are we trying to, like, is the point just to win this thing? And then what? Or is the objective to create a star who gets a recording contract who then gets marketed to radio? I don't know. It's lost on me. And that, I think, is where I have an issue now watching The Voice. I've cheered on so many of these people. And, and, and they go on to win the show or not. But what becomes of them after? You never hear from these people again. Which is weird. Anyway. Um, so, oh, <laughs> Tony, any reality show and The View. So we're lumping all the reality shows into one <laughs> thing, are we, Tony? Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Any reality show and the view. Yeah, yeah, I used to be huge on Survivor too, but I, I've I've been through that enough times. And I don't know. It's still compelling to someone, obviously, or it wouldn't be on TV still. Uh the six o'clock news says Kelly. Wow. Wow. Um Yeah. I think this, you know, like you look at the six o'clock news in some of the American markets. I mean, it's a big deal. Any news. On, on some of the bigger markets, like when you watch, you know, Buffalo, Detroit, um, certainly New York City, L.A., I mean, their news is done big time. Do you think, do you think the 6 o'clock news here is just, it's not compelling because really we've, we've only got one station doing news, let's face it. Yes, I know CBC does a newscast, but really, <laughs> really, like if we had, if we had three or four stations doing news. The 6 o'clock news, I think, would become a much more interesting, you know, competition just makes us all better, doesn't it? It does. Ashley says, high school football is big news in the U.S. for crying out loud. Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not wrong. And, and and Ashley also likes my voice. Aw, Ashley. I miss your voice. Ashley's a phenomenal trainer, by the way. <laughs> my first trainer. Um, 
who just put up with my sarcasm and my silliness constantly and would just, you know, bat her eyes at me and go, yeah, yeah, um, uh, drop and give me 20. Uh, Ken says, I've been watching U.S. News because there is more variety in the programming. See, that's, Lowell and I have talked about this several times. Lowell, by the way, I checked in on him yesterday, seems to be recovering well at home. So there you go. Um, but our Canadians just, they, they don't seem to be engaged in anything that is Canadian. Is it because it's not compelling? Is it because it's not sexy enough? I think so. It's bland. It's boring. It's, it's, it, you know, I mean, put on a show. Wow them. I mean, I know we're not the same market and we don't deal in the same dollars and the same market sizes, etc. I get it. I get it. The more you make, the more you can spend, obviously. Uh, the news in Ottawa can recycle a story for days, says Ken. Yup. Especially when it's news, <clears throat> he puts in quotes, um, that involves um, someone paying to be on the show. But I didn't just say that out loud. Sally! Good to see Sally this morning. Sally's been upset when I've been posting about, let me just say about this about that. She's like, it's on too early. How, how do I watch it if, if it's, you know, if it's like after nine o'clock? Well, you go to my timeline, you scroll down, you find the video and you watch it. Sally, I'm glad you're here this morning. She says, all of the reality shows are equally painful. Plus some other suggestions. The Masked Singer, there it is again. <laughs> the View, there it is again. What's the other one? She says, oh, e-talk. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. Yeah. You know what makes me laugh about e-talk? Look, I get it. It's, again, so that that kind of speaks to what is Canadian content for you? What should Canadian content be to you? When you hear the term Canadian content, what, in your opinion, as the listener slash viewer, what what do you think that's there for? What 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 is it supposed to be doing for you. And again, I have a reason for asking this question. So eTalk is is pretty much, it's an affordable way to do Canadian programming. It's Canadian-based. What makes me laugh about eTalk now is since COVID, all the hosts of eTalk, love them or hate them, they've been working from home. And yet they're still at home in their ball gowns. (laughs) Like... Let's go to Stacy in her living room, and there's Stacy like all dressed up, like she's on the red carpet. Like, okay, can we maybe just tune that down, tone that down a little bit? Can we not have Stacy in like a button-up blouse and slacks? You know, looking just a little more casual at home. <laughs> like, why do they look like they're going? To a Hollywood red carpet event. They're not. Stacy's in her kitchen. In her ball gown. Stacy's still playing dress up. I don't know. <laughs> South Park has been mentioned as one of the worst shows on TV. Oh, Lisa. Them's fighting words. Says the guy who's not watched a South Park episode in forever. South Park's funny, though. South Park is damn funny, in my opinion, but to each their own. Okay, so you think that's... And the family guy, too. Yeah, I never... I've had some laughs at the family guy. What throws me off on the family guy is the baby. 
I, it, <laughs> Stewie. I don't know. I don't know why. I, I just. I can't. I can't handle Stewie, a talking baby with a mature voice. To me, a baby's gotta have a baby voice. That's that's what I want. I want to hear a baby with a baby voice. And the fact that Stewie talks like an adult, I don't get it. But to each their own. Uh, Susie of Susie the Dating Diva fame says, what do you mean? I'm wearing my ball gown now. Susie, you know what? From the waist down, I am too. Truth be told. There you go. Worst TVs, uh, worst, worst shows on TV. Bachelor and Bachelorette, says Julie. Uh, Survivor. She throws in there as well. She says she never gets those shows. Never, ever, ever gets those shows. Uh, Real Housewives of whatever. Those are just a joke. You know what, Juppie? And it's interesting. Juppie's in Texas. So to hear her say that (laughs) is kind of funny. Because I look at that and I go, okay, that seems to me, that would be a premise for a Canadian content show. Why is that originating out of the States? Why do I want to tune in to the Real Housewives of, why, why why do I want to be fascinated by Lifestyles of the rich and famous, so to speak. And I know it's supposed to be "quote unquote" reality TV, but how how real is it? And the Kardashians, yeah, let's let's lump them in there too. How real life is your day to day going to be if you've got a camera crew in your kitchen, in your living room, following your every move? That's not real. You, 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 you can't possibly become oblivious to a camera in your face 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's just it's just not normal. So I don't think there's much real about that. Anyway, thanks for your comments. Um, post them on whatever platform you are watching. This is a little thing uh, I do to start your day off called Let Me Just Say This About That. Brought to you by Hometown Sports Grill. Chance for you to win 200-level Sens tickets and a $50 gift card from Hometown Sports next week. All right, the Alec Baldwin gun thing. I want to talk about this a little bit. Um, just a horrific story. And by the way, if you're posting things about that, uh, trying to make it funny, finding humor in that, check yourself, please. There, this this is an awful, awful situation. Um, I mean, first off, for the family of... of the young lady who lost her life. I mean, that's, that's gut wrenching, you know? Um, and then, you know, then there's Alec Baldwin. I mean, they are rehearsing a scene for a movie, rehearsing a scene for a movie. And I guess in this scene, and it's a, it's a, it's a Western country Western, uh, and it's taking place in a church somewhere. And the scene is he points a gun at the camera and fires. You know, we've all seen that, right? That, that scene in a movie or TV show, you know, and they've got the close-up of the gun and you're looking down the barrel of it. Well, he pulls the trigger. The damn gun is loaded with live ammunition. He doesn't know. How could he? Like... Somebody in props hands you a gun, says it's 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 safe to use. I would imagine you trust them on that, especially if you've been in acting as long as Alec Baldwin has. He pulls the trigger. 
it ricochets off one person's shoulder and then, you know, kills a camera operator. It's just, it, there's, there's nothing funny. There's nothing humorous about that at all. But my question is this. Why are we even using real guns on a movie set in the first place? I don't get that. Do you? I mean, we live in a world of CGI. Fake stuff. Hell, you can CGI your Zoom meeting later on today. You can put up a green screen behind you and superimpose any background you want. And by the way, side note to the Ottawa Red Blacks, stop putting fake backgrounds in your quote-unquote conference video calls. They look stupid. <laughs> Holy crap, does that look cheap. Wow! It's, you know, it's one thing to do it for a work call. It's another thing if you're trying to do it because you are, um, you know, trying trying to represent yourself as a major league sport. You know, you're trying to put yourself up. You're trying to draw some attention away from the NFL. That's ultimately the customer you want. And and you're... Your background is all slippy slidey and your head looks like you're you're from Coneheads. Stop. Stop. Put an actual background up. Anyway, I digress. Why are we using real guns on movie sets in 2021? I mean, like you can go to Staples and buy a printer that will print out a replica. Like th- this is Hollywood. All the makeup Etc. that they, they are able to create, make people into space aliens or make them look, you know, dead like zombies, etc. We, we can't figure out a way to make a gun look real. Like, does it need, does it need, is gun culture in the States such a thing that if it's not authentic, you just can't stand the blowback you're going to get from people? Oh, that's. That's not an actual blah, blah, blah kind of gun. That's a fake gun. It seems to me that there's absolutely zero reason. Zero reason to have an actual working gun on a movie or TV set. Makes no sense. Why... Why take that risk? I mean, duplicate it. Make a fake. Use CGI for the gun blast. Anyway, looks like people are backing me up on that. So there you go. Fake guns in movies. Damn it, that's what we want. Let me just say this about that. All right. The other thing that's making me laugh this morning is just how upset people have become at Meta. <gasps> Facebook is renaming itself Meta, and the world has lost its ever-loving mind. Post after post after post on Facebook. I'm not calling it that. Well, you don't have to. <laughs> so Facebook, yes, okay, so F- Facebook... There's there's a WTF from Lisa right now. What? Okay. Facebook as you know it. So when you and I think of Facebook, we instantly think of Facebook.com. 
right? That page we go to on our computer and access and poke our friends. And yes, you can still do that, by the way. Messenger, etc. It's that app on our phone that allows us to access that same page. That, to us, is Facebook. Ah, but Facebook is also a company, a big company, who own all kinds of brands. Facebook owns Instagram. Facebook owns WhatsApp. Facebook owns about 400 other brands. Nobody's, nobody's saying, oh, Facebook is now meta. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to call Instagram Instagram. Instagram is Facebook. It's owned by Facebook. And why do I sound like Seinfeld? <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> you know, your WhatsApp is still going to be called WhatsApp. Your Instagram is still going to be called Instagram. Your Facebook is still going to be called Facebook. Unless you're writing a check to the company, do you really care what the company's called? By the way, when's the last time you went to Tim's? When's the last time you went to Burger King? They're still called Tim's, by the way. They're still called Burger King, by the way. But they are owned by Restaurant Brands International Limited. And Restaurant Brands International Limited could become Poo Poo on You Partners Incorporated tomorrow. Wouldn't change a damn thing for you and me. Tim's would still be Tim's. Burger King would still be Burger King. Only the corporate name has changed. But it's fun. You know, it's it's <laughs> it's symbolic. You know, of just where we are when it comes to news. It's like people just people make so many assumptions about what's going on in the world based on nothing more than a headline. If that's all you read, Facebook rebrands as Meta. If that's as far as you went, then I mean, this is this is no wonder, no wonder our politicians, etc., feel they can pull fast ones over us. We're not paying attention. We're we're reading a headline, and that's it. That's it. Now, Craig's got a good point. The name change is a deflection. He's absolutely right on that. There, you know, there's a big part of that, Craig, that you're, you know, Facebook is going through hell right now, and rightfully so. So let's, okay, so we've talked a lot about Facebook and how it be, you know, it's really an echo chamber. And the more you talk about something, the more it appears in your Facebook timeline. Well, and I talked about this, I think, on the very first episode of Let Me Just Say This About That. Yeah, the one, a week ago I talked about this. The more angry I can make you, the more engaged you're going to be on the stuff I'm posting on social media. There is much, much, much more money to be made in creating hate and creating 
is stirring the pot. If I'm all nicey-nice, there's not a whole lot of engagement opportunity there. Follow the dollars, as they say. So we've long been saying this about social media, and, and, and I wa- I've watched this. I've watched people who you know, do a show like this. They just, they just come on Facebook and they opine and they do a little thing uh, about this or that. And they get, you know, 50 or 60 views, and that's cute and whatever else. And then all of a sudden, they take, you know, the anti-vaccine side or, you know, the People's Party of Canada side or whatever whatever the topic is. They, they, they pick the, the most contentious side of the argument. And, and God love them, they stick in that lane. And they're committed to it. But suddenly their 40 or 50 views become 400 or 500, become 4,000, 5,000, become 40,000, 50,000. If I can get my numbers up, what goes along with that? The number of banner ads that appear. The more banner ads that appear, the more money I make. Oh, gee, I'm not making a whole lot of money here with 40 or 50 views. Seems to me I'm making a couple of bucks, though, at 40,000 views. I'm going to keep on banging the drum for this. Facebook, it has been alleged by insiders, or confirmed, I guess, by insiders, whistleblower who appeared on 60 Minutes. Facebook thrives on this. They encourage this. This woman who used to work for Facebook has leaked all kinds of internal documents. Where they, they say, this is good for business. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Poop, poop, poop. Okay, so a little name change. Let's just draw the attention over there for a little while, while you know Zuckerberg tries to figure out uh, how to deal with this in the Senate and, and and advisory committees, and you know on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, let's 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 grab another headline for a while. Let's see if we can't just make this 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 thing go away for a little bit. You're absolutely right, Craig. He says I find more engagement when I post friendly things on Facebook than when I post political. That's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting and I and I especially find that interesting I guess coming from the place that I'm coming from and especially since I've I've taken on Lowell Green here on BTR uh, who by the way should be back soon I don't have an exact date for you but should be back soon um, I, I find I have I'm just anytime that I post anything of a political nature it's just a, it's just a rainstorm of of hatred that comes my way and it, what kills me about it Craig is that most of the people who want to opine on that are not brave enough to post it in the timeline itself no 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 they'll dm you because they don't want the pushback from people who oppose their view which i think is a big reason why people are not inclined to call talk shows anymore they sit back and they watch, and oh, I don't want to get involved. Uh, somebody might take an opposing view, and then I have to deal with that. I, I would, I would hope that the environment I've created here is is one that is able to balance both sides of any argument. I would hope. 
But I can hope for that all I want, I suppose. When it comes down to, you know, where rubber hits the road, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a whole other thing. You know, just because, you know, just because I don't see it doesn't mean that it's, you know, not happening, that people aren't getting, you know, an earful. Uh, Liz says, I feel that people like to be unhappy more than be happy. So sad, really. Uh, you're absolutely right, Liz. It's, you know what? It's, it's really easy for me to ruin somebody's day. And we, and I've often said this too. Here I go. I'm talking in circles. I know if you've been with me for a while, but take, take the example of a restaurant experience. Okay. You go to a restaurant, there's an expectation. It's subliminal, right? But you have an expectation when you go out that the restaurant experience is going to be fantastic. You're going to have a wonderful server. The drinks are going to be, you know, well created. Um, the food's going to be hot. It's going to be delicious. And when you and, and and if all of that lines up, and you have a great night out at a restaurant, you go home and you're satisfied. And do you take the time to then go to social media or Yelp and leave a great review? When something met your expectations, probably not. Some do, but by and large, we don't. But oh boy, the minute we go to that restaurant and something happens, server forgets your appetizer, um, the wine, you know, it, it 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 didn't meet your expectations. The food wasn't white. Would you? Oh my God! You will tear a strip off this company on Yelp. You will go on Facebook. This I'm never eating there again. Grr, blah. And people will pile on. People aren't going to pile. What? And I've done this. I've experimented with it. I have put. I've actually gone out of my way on social media to post really nice things to ask people. Hey, who in your little world has done something exceptional through COVID? It gets like one response, two response. But if I post something like, what's the worst freaking show on TV? Everybody wants to chime in. Ooh, negative. Ha <laughs> ha. I can poop on something. Let me in. Start the car. I, I, I would love to talk to a psychologist about why that's, that's the way we're wired. But it's true. You can't. You can't tell me that. I, well, I mean, go ahead. Tell me I'm wrong on that. Six one three six zero four six four six four. Post your comments if you'd like on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, and uh, we'll talk about that. But yeah, it's um, it's pretty easy. I mean, and look at the things that really upset people. The elevator, like like you're looking at a five star hotel in Las Vegas. Oh, maybe I'll stay at this hotel. Oh. Nope, the reviews aren't good. Will you ever dig into why the reviews aren't good? <laughs> because some hoity-toity biatch took it upon herself to go to Yelp or go to whatever review site, and the elevator was just, oh, it was too slow, and it was stuffy. I felt like I was in that elevator forever. I'm only going to give them two stars because the elevator Wait, you actually took time out of your life to log on to a site review, or a review site, pardon me, to create an account (laughs) 
So you could tell the world not to go there because the elevator is too slow. And by the way, that is an actual example. I'm not making that up. Read some of the reviews for the people leave for stuff. It's insane. Come on. Come on. They claim to have the world's best clam chowder. No, it's not. The clam chowder I had in blah, blah, blah is so much better. You actually have that kind of time that you're going, but they do. And, and people's, you know, they, they, oh, well, okay. I'm telling you right now, Nancy, you're right. Not enough love in the world, she says. Try it on your own timeline. Post something, asking your friends to say something nice or, or tell us something positive that happened in their day. And then in a couple of days, shit on something. Just tear a strip off something. Don't, don't do something, you know, don't, like, don't throw a business under the bus. Businesses have been through enough. But just measure the results. There's your homework. It's astonishing. People, for whatever reason, uh, are much more inclined to respond to negativity. And Facebook knows this. And they have been making billions and billions and billions of dollars off it. I don't care what their corporate name is. By the way, this is BlastTheRadio.com. The corporate name, Milkman Unlimited, which is actually a numbered company. So I think officially we're like 976231QRLMNOPXT976 Ontario, Inc., the only thing Facebook's changing is their corporate name. Facebook is still Facebook. Get over it. Uh, here's the problem, says Ken. Our society is now at an all-time high comfort level, and we are now regressing. Yeah. Yeah, and Susie's right. It's easy for people to complain online, but they won't do it to your face. That goes back to what I was saying just moments ago. Yeah. They won't challenge me. Yeah, some do, but by and large, they you know they won't challenge you know things that I've said on my actual timeline. Oh no. Oh, it's a text message or it's a DM. And it usually starts off with, I didn't want to post this publicly, but you know what? If you're not willing to post it publicly, why do I want it? The whole idea behind social media is so that you can post things publicly. And while we're at it, if the only thing you have to say to me in a DM is, Hey, uh, no, it's just, no, I'm not clicking. I got a million things on the go here. I'm trying to build a business. I'm trying to build several businesses. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make my mortgage payment at the end of the month. I don't have time to sit there and click on your, hi. Hi. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, let me see. A post last week. I, I saw a post last week where the lady complained that at the resort in Dominican, they didn't turn back her blankets. Oh, Linda, I don't doubt that. And yeah, and she'll give them like a one-star review for that. So unless you're digging deeper and playing, you know, like actually like doing the homework, why does this have a one-star review? If all you're looking at is, again, it's just a headline. Oh, this is only getting two out of five stars. Eey. Moving on. Well, I'm, I'm willing to give a resort the benefit of the doubt if they're not turning down my blankets. You know what? I'm probably not even making my bed. 
Anyway. Um, have a few too many drinks, you'll pass out and won't need blankets. See, Linda, you and I need to go to a resort together. You're exactly right. <laughs> Conversely, by the way, I've, I've, posted, I've posted several times there's a resort in Jamaica I would like to go to very, very much. And I have posted several times that, hi, I own a radio station. I would like to come down and do a live broadcast. I don't know how to make that happen, guys. I don't know how. So, again, instead of being complimentary, I will spend yet another winter here in Ottawa bitching and complaining about, you know, those radio stations that are live from resorts. Who wants to listen to that? They're just rubbing it in. Those bastards. It's only okay when I do it. (laughs) So, please, Jamaican resort. If you could answer my message, I'd really like to come down and broadcast live in the middle of January and rub it in people's faces. Oh, but I'll be promoting you. I'm just saying. Uh, All right. So there you go. Let me just say this about that. Red Blacks, Calgary tonight. Did you watch the NFL last night? Watching a bit of NFL the last little while. CFL, I love the CFL. I I grew up on the CFL. Uh, NFL, I I couldn't tell you who's an NFC team, who's an AFC team. I just, I'll watch it because I like the football. But what's killing me watching the – a couple of things are killing me about watching both um, Canadian football and NFL right now. They're using these green screens. Here we go, back to the green screen thing. Um, Because they're superimposing uh, sponsorship banners on the field, which is awesome. If I own the network, it makes perfect sense, right? It's not different from how the hockey teams are you know, superimposing um, corporate names on the glass. Super cool technology. It's CGI. The kind of thing we should be using in movies instead of real guns. <clears throat> See how I'm tying this all together with a bow for you today? <laughs> there you go. Um, but this green screen thing, I'm noticing like when, when, when a quarterback drops back and launches a pass. Are you noticing the ball disappear on your TV? Like it's still it's still it's still kind of there. It's like this little blurry dot, but it doesn't look like it used to. Like it, something in the green screen, like you lose you lose sight of the ball. Now I sound like the Americans sounded when they first were introduced to hockey. I can't see the puck. <laughs> okay, let's put a laser on it. Pew 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 pew. Pew, 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 pew. And, of course, Canadians are losing their minds. No! But I'm noticing that. But the other thing that's killing me about, you know, the NFL right now, the kickers have gotten so good in the NFL that most kickoffs now end up in the end zone. What's the point? What's the point of even doing a kickoff if every single time it's just going to end up in the end zone? And I know if they wanted to, that you know they don't have to kick it that deep. But in your opinion, should they be backing things up? I, what do they kick from the twenty? Okay, should they be kicking from their own end zone if they've gotten that good? I, I just I, you know the fair catch. Yeah, for player safety, I get it. But on the other hand, isn't this a game like of man on man? Hit them as hard as you can. We're in helmets and shoulder pads for a reason here, kids. I don't want to see anybody, you know, like be put out of, you know, their livelihood. But it's football. 
there's hitting in football. I know this because, well, I wanted to play football in the worst way as a kid. And my parents laughed at me and they said, John, you don't like pain. You'll be no good at football. And I said, I don't care. I'm going to be the next Tony Gabriel. John, no, you're not. First off, you're bow-legged and you run funny. My parents are awesome, by the way. (laughs) They actually are. But they were right. But I was insistent. Nope, I'm going to play football. And I saved up the money, whatever, you know, like 100 bucks or whatever it was going to be. And I remember biking over to whoever's house it was where you had to sign up. And I put my 100 bucks down and I signed up and, you know, got the pads and whatever else. Get home. Put the uniform on. I'm going to play me some football. Yeah. And I show up at the field, all ready to be the next Tony Gabriel. Ken's like, Tony Gabriel, man, how old are you? As old as you are, Ken. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to play me some football. And, of course, in the back of my mind, I hear my parents going, you don't like pain. You're not going to be good at football. You don't like pain. So I show up and I tell the coach, I'm here to be the next Tony Gabriel. He looks at me and goes, nah, he says, you're, you're, you look like a, you know, defensive lineman. I'm like, no, I'm the next Tony Gabriel. No, I'm going to try you on defense. No, no. Anyway, <laughs> teaches me how to get down in the stance, the three point stance, whatever else. And, you know, like this is, this is literally kid stuff, right? Like this is my first time ever putting on the pads and lining up and it's everybody's first time doing this. So they're, they're teaching you how to line up properly. There's no hitting at this point. It's just, here's how to do a three-point stance. And when the play starts, here is what you do, player number one. You are going to try and get low on this guy. And, and, and guy comes off the line, I mean, touches me. I, I've been hit harder with a mosquito than I was hit by this guy. I swear to you, I have been hit harder by mosquitoes than I was hit by this guy. Oh, my God. That hurts so much. Oh, God. I don't want to play football. Ah! (laughs) Oh, my go. Tail between my legs. Mom and Dad, you're right. I didn't like football. It really, it hurts so much. What happened? Oh, the the guy's shoulder hit my shoulder. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, meanwhile, growing up in a house where my dad told this story about he was playing football with some buddies and, you know, he was in pain for days and days and days and his dad kept rubbing liniment oil on his shoulder. You know, you'll be fine. Suck it up. Here's more liniment oil until, you know, like a week goes by and finally it's like, you know, a friend of theirs who happens to be an eye doctor comes over for dinner. Uh, you mind taking a look at the boy? He's been complaining his shoulder's hurting. I've been putting liniment oil on it for the better part of a week. Takes a look at my dad's shoulder. It's broke. His collarbone's broken in three places. He's been sitting there for a week with a busted collarbone and his dad rubbing liniment oil in it. And I'm like, I don't like football. The guy's shoulder touched my shoulder. Anyway, um, to summarize, and let me just say this about that. My football career um, landed me into curling. Found me a sport where at the time you could be on the ice with a cigarette in your hand and a beer. Not going to lie. That was my kind of sport. (laughs) I was pretty happy to do that. So let me just say this about that. All right. So the question I've been asking about Canadian content, here's why. 
what in when you hear the term Canadian content, what as the listener, as the viewer, what does that suggest to you? Does it suggest that the things you're going to see and hear are supposed to make you feel Canadian? Um, when you hear Hit Me With Your Best Shot by Pat Benatar, do you feel Canadian? No, why would I feel Canadian when I hear Pat Benatar? Hit me with your best shot, John. As far as I know, Pat Benatar is American. Well, she is. So why would I feel Canadian when I hear Pat Benatar? Well, because it's a Canadian content song. What? That. Lyrics and music written by Eddie Schwartz of Montreal. It's Canadian. Now, I know that because I've been in radio since, well, long before Christ was on this earth. (laughs) It feels like long enough, long enough to remember Tony Gabriel. That's how long I've been on this earth. So I know that it counts as Canadian content and I know why. But for you, the listener, when you hear Pat Benatar and, and you think in terms of Canadian content, Yeah, there's another example. Bonnie Raitt. Something to talk about. Do you feel Canadian when you hear that? Of course not. It's Bonnie Raitt. When you hear some Rod Stewart songs. Last I checked, Rod Stewart was Scottish. Do you feel Canadian? Deuces are wild. Aerosmith. Oh. Let me fly my Canadian flag now. The purpose of Canadian content, of course, is, as it pertains to music, TV's a whole other thing, and I probably shouldn't speak to TV because I, I don't even know what the formulations are, to, you, know, what, what, you know, what the requirements are for something to be considered Canadian content on television. But in the world of radio... The CRTC's mandate is, you know, as far as Canadian content is concerned, it's to make sure that Canadian artists have a bit of the stage. It's, it's, it's really us helping the artistic community that is the music community in Canada. And that's awesome. Hein says, I don't even feel Canadian when Shania Twain performs. Well, yeah. Does she even live here? She's from here. You're right. I don't feel very... Okay, so she's from here. But as far as music is concerned, yeah, it's supposed to help the artists, and I get that. But at at what point do you go, wait a minute, the music I'm hearing isn't making me feel very Canadian. Is part of the whole Canadian content thing not to make Canadians feel proud of being Canadian. The example of the tragically hip was just given moments ago. When I hear the tragically hip, I feel very Canadian. That's a great example. So I I, I sarcastically posted on Facebook this morning. Uh, I woke up 
and and Friday is New Music Day. That's when that's when most of the new music is sent to radio stations uh, by the record companies. And I, like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, I rolled over and I, I just happened to glance at my phone and I noticed I had like three or four emails in a row from record companies with new music for New Music Friday. Each of them Christmas songs. So initially, I looked at that and I went, oh, gosh, Christmas music already. Ugh. And that's as far as it went with me. And I posted it on Facebook and I said, you know, isn't this ridiculous? <laughs> Yay, Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. I'm just not ready for it. But then a buddy of mine who's in radio says, oh, my God, this is fantastic. Rob Thomas, of course, from Matchbox 20, Rob Thomas has recorded a Brian Adams song. Canadian content. Yes! For those in the radio business, that's the numbers game. They're just trying to satisfy that 30 or 40% that they have committed to. And by the way, there are some stations who have committed to 40% of Canadian content. I think in the world of buying music, Canadians buy... It's less than 12% Canadian music. But on radio, it's 30 or even 40% Canadian content. It's crazy. Oh, and by the way, in Ottawa and Montreal, we have our own sets of rules because we're bilingual markets in order to protect the French stations that have their own sets of rules. You can go anywhere else in Canada. It's 100% Hits. They can play anything they want. As long as they're playing their 30 or 40% Canadian content that they committed to. Here in Ottawa and in Montreal, 50% of what you hear has to be a song that does not qualify as a hit. Don't know if you know that. So here we are celebrating the fact that, yes, Rob Thomas... From the United States of America has recorded a Brian Adams song. It's Canadian content. It really took me back. I mean, I get it. And yeah, it is. So what makes, and by the way, Brian Adams is a great example. Because remember when he came to Ottawa? Oh, he was pissed. He was pissed. He'd put out a song. And was told somewhere along the line, great song, not Canadian content. And Brian Adams was like, I, I, I'm a recipient of the Order of Canada, but you're telling me I'm not Canadian content? And the government said, that's right. And he marched his ass to Parliament Hill and sat down and said, why am I not Canadian content? Well, they said, oh, no, 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 Brian, you, you are Canadian content. We love you. Your music, however, is not. And here's why. People are probably less aware of this today than they were back in the days of records and CDs. But you ever see that little, it's a little black circle, and it, and it looks like a pie. And it says M-A-P-L. 
maple. In order for a song to qualify as Canadian content, two out of four of those MAPLs have to be Canadian. M is for music. Who wrote the music? A is for artist. Rob Thomas, not Canadian. No credit there. Brian Adams is Canadian. Okay. See where I'm going? P is for production. This is where it gets tricky, kids. Doesn't mean producer. It means production. Where was this recording done? David Foster is Canadian. David Foster has produced some stuff for Celine Dion. But if they get together at a studio in Los Angeles, no credit for production. But wait, David Foster produced it. He's Canadian. Yes, but he didn't produce it here. Huh? <laughs> right? Yeah, but it's David Foster and Celine Dion. Right. But they didn't produce it here, so no credit on that one. Okay, so M for music, A for artist, P for production, and L is for lyrics. Again, two out of four of those have to qualify in order for it to be Canadian content. So I ask again, when you hear Rob Thomas and his new Christmas song on the radio in the weeks to come, is that going to make you feel Canadian? I think we need to take a long, hard look at redefining our Canadian content and and what it actually means. Because for me, if I pull myself away from lifelong radio guy, if I'm just a listener, yeah, um, Pat Benatar ain't making me feel very Canadian, not going to lie. Rob Thomas is not making me feel very Canadian. Aerosmith ain't making me feel very Canadian. But there you go, a little rundown on what is and what is not Canadian content. (laughs) Let me just say this about that. Available as a podcast on Spotify, on Apple, on Google. It's brought to you by Hometown Sports Bar and Grill on Bank Street, who next week are offering you a chance to see the Sens in action. What an exciting team we have got here in Ottawa. Don't think they're probably going to win a Stanley Cup this year, but I would say this rebuild is done and they're probably on their way. You want to see the Sens from the 200 levels, along with a $50 gift card from Hometown Sports? Your chance to win next week if you join me here, just like you've done today, and thank you for it. Let me just say this about that, and if you want some great music for the rest of your day, some of it might even make you feel Canadian Make sure you join me on BlastTheRadio.com in moments. Hey, thanks for letting me say this about that. Again, catch me weekday mornings, 9 a.m. on BlastTheRadio.com and co-hosting with the legendary Lowell Green weekdays at 2. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to the Milkman Show podcast.